Welcome to the third season of the Sight Beyond Sight podcast. Who would have thought that we would be here? But you know what? We're not backtracking. We're moving forward. We are here and we are moving forward with the vengeance. And I'm telling you, we have an awesome, awesome year planned for you guys. So we're going to keep this thing rolling. We're going to keep this thing moving. And we're heading forward strong, strong, strong into the future. All right. So we're gathering up our freshwater warriors and we're marching forward, taking these hearts, taking these hardened hearts and molding them and breaking them apart and rebuilding them up into softened hearts so they can join us in the fight to instill hope in this world. With that being said, let's create some freshwater moments. Guys, we are here. I mean, things have been flying. Things have been changing, like, rapidly. I mean, you look left and right. You blink. Things are changing. Rules are changing. Laws are changing. People are changing. Everything's changing. The way we do life is changing. Technology is changing. Look at the cars now. The cars are outrageous. I mean, the standard equipment that comes with cars now, the technology involved is ridiculous. The things that we can't live without now is utterly ridiculous. I dare you to leave your home without your phone for five minutes and see won't you have a panic attack. It's a part of our lives. It is It is what it is. I dare you to sit on your couch for 30 minutes without looking at a tablet or a phone or a computer. It's a part of our lives. It is, it is here to stay. It is not going to change. And I hear people say, I wish we could go back to the way things were. I wish we could go back to not having so much technology and access to all of these different things. But I'm telling you, we have to stop thinking like that. And I, I'm part, I'm guilty as well. I'm guilty as well. But we have to stop thinking like that because it's here to stay. And if we keep thinking that way, then we cannot formulate plans of action on how to um, live with this and how we can raise our children in this environment that is sucking the life out of everyone, especially our children. It's to the point where I thought that, I mean, let me rephrase this. I never thought that I would see children rather play inside on their computers than outside with their friends. That just never crossed my mind. I never thought that would be even a, a, a sliver of a possibility. And here I go. I mean, I think back to when I was growing up, I would drop the PlayStation. I would drop the Nintendo back in those days in a heartbeat to go play with my friends outside. That was not even a question. Did I like playing those video games? Of course I did. But would I choose them over playing tag or playing basketball or playing football with all the neighborhood kids or hide and go seek or doing whatever we were doing? Maybe we were playing war in the ditch or going and climbing in the sewers and seeing how far we can go before we freaked ourselves out. Whatever it may be. We drop the sticks to go play with our friends. It was a no-brainer. 
We weren't worried about cell phones. We weren't worried about missing a phone call. We weren't worried about missing a notification or anything like that. We weren't worried about posting anything or or sharing our pictures of what we're doing in our normal lives that nobody should really even care about. <laughs> you know, we weren't worried about any of those things. We were worried about, did we have enough? Did we have enough players to play a full court basketball game? Did we have enough people to play street football? Or if we were brave enough and if the yards were nice enough and, the and um, you know, our parents didn't really care, did we have enough to play tackle football? But whatever it was, that was our only worry. And then we thought about, okay, after we're finished playing basketball, what can we do next? That was our next worry. What are we going to do next? Once we get tired of playing basketball, what can we do? Maybe we can race. We like to play a game called pickle. That was fun too. A lot of people got hurt playing such a simple game. So we play it on the sidewalk. We'll map off uh, one end. It was driveway to driveway, basically. So we'd have one base, one square sidewalk piece as the base. And then the other end of the sidewalk, there was another base. And we had to run back and forth, run back and forth without getting tagged as the two guys on the base had their baseball and baseball mitts. And they were throwing the ball back and forth. You couldn't get tagged. A lot of times people were getting hit in the head or in the back with the ball. Maybe they were getting tagged a little hard and getting skimped up, trying to slide in the grass and touch the base, the concrete, <laughs> whatever it was. Maybe you tripped and you stumbled and you're pushing each other. Whatever it was, it was mayhem, but it was fun. It was fun. And that was our worry. But now... We have to worry about other things. And we talked about this earlier. How are you going to adapt to the change that is coming? And I was talking, beating around the bush. I didn't hit it directly. Didn't know if you guys were ready for that yet. But I kind of checked the temperature of the nation and I checked the temperature of the world and I, 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 I didn't like what I saw. I didn't like how hot it was getting. So I knew right away that I was forewarned of what was to come. But when you walk into a room and if that temperature is so hot and you know it is and you ignore that and you get burned, that is your fault. If you go into an, a room and you feel like People are talking about you. People may not agree with you. People may be after you. People might be plotting against you. You have a decision to make. Are you going to stay in that room? Or do you have a plan of action on how you're going to attack that room? Let me put it down in a simpler, in, in like a simpler term. Do you remember when you were a kid and... You've been waiting all day for your mom and dad to get home from work. Your mom gets home from work first, and it's 5 o'clock. You've been waiting inside, and you've been wanting to play outside. And right when your mom gets home from work, you see that she's stressed out in her head, on her face. You see she's stressed out. You see she's visibly stressed out, angry, 
ready to just relax, had a stressful day. We see that as a kid, but we ignore that and we go and say, mom, can we go outside right when she gets in the door? Didn't have time to drop her purse, didn't have time to drop her bag, didn't have time to take off her coat or anything like that. Didn't have time to even throw the keys on the table. And what do you think that the mother's response is? She's probably going to freak out on you. And she's probably going to say, don't talk to me right now. Please give me five minutes to unwind before you talk to me. And now as a kid, you're left frightened. You're left scared. You're thinking about what did I do? All I wanted to do was go outside. I've been waiting all day. You're finally here. This was my time to ask. We didn't check the temperature. We did not check the temperature. Now, if your mom had got out the car and she was happy-go-lucky, smile on her face, you know that temperature is a little low. You know that, hey, when she gets in the door, you could probably ask her and she's just going to say, fine, go outside, be, be, have fun. Just come in when the street lights come in or come on. You know what I'm saying. That is checking the temperature. And as we went from the ending of the first season of the Sight Beyond Sight podcast into the second season, that temperature was getting hot. That temperature was hotter than the devil's poker. And some people were ignoring it. Some people were acting like it didn't exist. And some people recognized it and didn't know what to do with it. But we talked about it on the podcast and we forewarned everybody to be ready for the changes. And how are you going to adapt to these changes? What are you going to do? How are you going to protect yourself with all these changes? How are you going to recognize what changes are worth it? What changes are dangerous? What changes are for the betterment of everyone in this nation. But as I thought about all of that, I thought about change in general. What does it mean to change? And why are some resistant to change even if it's for the betterment of all? You know, I thought about that. I've been going through a lot of changes in, in my life right now, um, everywhere, in every aspect of life. I've been going through these changes, and some of them I need help, the help of others, and some of them I'm relying mostly on myself. But when it comes to the help of others, I've noticed a trend here, and I noticed that some people will say the same things over and over and over again, and then I... I started to think to myself, what do they really mean? And what I've been hearing a lot is that change is a progress. Change is a slow winding road. And it takes time. You know, in order to change, everyone has to be on the same page. And you can't change the way people feel. So we have to just be ready for resistance. And if, it, if there's any resistance, we just have to deal with it and 
maybe it's not meant for a change to happen. This is what society has bombarded us with, and this is now what we believe change is. For the most part, we believe that change is not possible. We have a negative outlook on change. We think that why should we even do it because there's going to be resistance and it's just not going to happen. And believe me, I can be the most optimistic man on the planet. I can believe that I can take on anything in this world if I put my mind to it. I believe that. I believe that I can be the total underdog and come out on top. But however, when it comes to change, I have fallen into that same mindset of why does it even matter? Does it even matter? Because change, once again, is this long winding road and we may face resistance and we can't change how people feel and we just have to accept that. And if they do resist hard enough or maybe at the slightest touch, we have to fall back and we have to accept that. They just didn't want the change to happen. So maybe it wasn't meant for us to change. And so I took it a step further and I was thinking about progress. What does it truly mean when society says that we are making progress? That progress takes time. Or my favorite, you can't make these changes overnight. I love that one. It's impossible to change overnight. Do you understand that people have been this way for years and they've thought like this for years and so it is impossible for them to change overnight? And I say hogwash. I say hogwash to that. And we never question it. We just accept it. And we say, yeah, maybe you're right. You know, it was hard for me to change this behavior. And it wasn't overnight. Matter of fact, it was that slow, long, winding road. And you know what? Actually, I didn't even change because I gave up on it. Don't believe that mess. Don't believe that. When society or the person in charge speaks in that manner, what are they truly saying? These buzz phrases have killed our optimism for change. These, you can't make a change overnight. Once again, I'm going to say it over and over. Change is a progress and it's a slow winding road. It's a slow winding road and it takes multiple steps. I mean, you have to have multiple plans just in case something happens. The people in power, the persons in power, they love the fact that we we are happy with these small compromises that they give us, that are offered to us. They are happy that we take the bait every time. They... You know, in essence, what the persons of power are saying is that we should be satisfied with the crumbs when we're only asking for a slice, not the whole loaf of bread. But instead of giving us the slice, they say, here, take these crumbs. And what do we do every time? We say, you know what? These guys are really looking out for us. They gave us these crumbs. And you know what? They didn't have to do that. 
they really are an ally for us. They are really looking out for us. They are really trying to promote change for the better of everyone here. And we fall for that every time. Every time we are satisfied with the crumbs. Why? Why? Well, it goes back to society has taught us that change takes time. It is a process. And, you know, progress could be slow and winding road and you're not going to get everything you want all at once. That's impossible. That's never going to happen. Once again, I say hogwash. You know, I've seen rules change overnight. I've seen laws change overnight. No one batted an eye. No one said anything. We just had to accept that. That wasn't a slow winding process. When the persons in power make that change or want that change, they can make it happen. They can tap into their resources to make it happen. But when the persons in power are resistant to that change, as well as the majority, then things become stagnant. There's a stalemate. That's when the crumbs are are dealt out. That's when all the buzz phrases come out. You, you know what? I understand what you're saying, and this is truly a problem. I'll, let me think about that. Or they say, you know, change is a, it's a process. It can't happen overnight. They're saying that because they don't want it to happen, because they are not your ally. They just want to act like they are your ally to appease you so you don't fight so hard. So you don't dig deeper. So you want to quit fighting. So they appease you to stop the fight. And then it's all forgotten about because they fed you a crumb to satisfy your belly and this hunger and the starvation pains just for a little bit and for a moment. And then all of a sudden you feel those pains again and you think to yourself, oh, I've been duped. I've been duped. And then you go back to the persons in power and you say, hey, you know what? Come to think about it. You gave me crumbs. And you know what? That's not exactly what I wanted. I want to change for the betterment of all. But you satisfied me. So what can we do to change? And that's when they hit you with more and more of the buzz phrases. And we fall for it once again. Progress takes time. You know, my response to that comes from the late, great James Baldwin when he was asked about progress with the civil rights movement. And he simply stated, how much time do you want for your progress? We have to be able to read between the lines. We have to be able to dissect these buzz phrases in order to reveal the true meaning. We have to ask direct questions and expect direct answers in return. We can no longer let 
the persons in power off the hook by allowing them to detour around the fact that there needs to be change, to detour around the issues. We have to stand firm and direct with the change that we are seeking so the persons in charge have no wiggle room. See, we give them too much wiggle room and that is just enough for them to slide a crumb on the table and then we say, yes, we won. We, we got them where we want them. When in essence, they got us right where they want us. You know, another word I've been pretty irritated with is comfortable. Hey, you know, with this change, it's going to make people feel uncomfortable. And we don't want that. We don't, you know, if people feel uncomfortable, then they might revolt against us. If the majority feels uncomfortable, we don't want that. We would rather have the minority feel uncomfortable because that is something that you guys are accustomed to. And we're fine with that because really we don't care. We have to reverse that and we have to make them feel uncomfortable by allowing these persons of power to remain comfortable in times of injustice means that they have no reason to press for change. However, when they do feel the slightest discomfort, this is when they say things like progress makes progress takes time and you cannot change overnight to back you off. This is where they once again appease us with the breadcrumbs, hoping that it will settle us, the aches and pains resting in our bellies. But like I said before, this is a trap that has been around for centuries, and it's a trap that we always fall for. We become satisfied with these small crumbs. And then we are looking back saying, man, we messed up. But you cannot go back and re renegotiate. It's going to be tough because you've already played your hand. You played your hand. They saw your hand. They saw your full hand. You have no other cards, no other hands to play. They saw your best hand and you played it and you messed up and you lost. That is the cycle that continues to happen when we receive these crumbs that the person in power is really sacrificing something and we hold them in high esteem and we say, you know what, this person is really awesome. He didn't even have to do that and he sacrificed this crumb for us and everything is all good. What a swell guy. He's truly on our side. And we took the bait. We took the bait. And I know I keep saying the same thing over and over, but it is truly important that we realize that what we are negotiating and what we are accepting, we're negotiating for a piece of, or, or I should say not a piece of the pie. I use the slice of bread. We don't want the whole loaf. We don't need the whole loaf. We just want a couple of slices. 
but yet we settle for the crumbs and we have to stop doing that. We cannot settle for the crumbs. When we settle for the crumbs, we remain two steps behind and then it becomes increasingly difficult to renegotiate. And then if we come with the plan B and plan C, well, once again, we already played our hands and now they are two steps ahead of us. Since people want to stay comfortable, we never attack the root of the issue. And guys, I, I want you to, before we continue, we are not talking about just race here. This is about any issue with change, any issue that deals with change. We have been settling for crumbs. It just cannot happen any longer. It just cannot happen any longer. As I was saying, when the persons in power remain comfortable, it becomes easy to thwart any kind of effort for change. We have to start making people feel uncomfortable, get them out of their comfort zone. You know, we have to deal with being uncomfortable on a daily basis and it's become uh, a normal part of our lives, being uncomfortable. It's, it's that common for us to be uncomfortable. It is expected for us to be uncomfortable and to deal with it. And we've dealt with it a little bit too well. That sometimes we overlook just straight out injustice, that we overlook things that are blatantly wrong. And then we feel like we don't have a voice. We feel like we shouldn't say anything because this is the lifestyle that we are accustomed to. These are the feelings that we are used to and that it's nothing new and it's okay. If we feel that way, how can we ever promote any kind of change? And quite frankly, we can't. We cannot promote any kind of change with those thoughts and those feelings like that. Being comfortable, being uncomfortable. That's not going to promote any kind of change, but that is exactly where the persons of power want us. But this is the tricky thing that they do. The persons of power, they're, they're really tricky. They're really crafty. And I want you guys to watch out for this. Just know that if you go against the system, end quote, against the norm, end quote, and you are seeking some sort of change, just know that your opposition will not face you head on. You will not know exactly who are with you and who are against you. You will not know the difference between your allies and your foes. You will not know the difference between your friends or your enemies. Because they are crafty enough to know that they are not going to attack this head on with a me versus them or us versus them type of mentality. This is going to be a, hey, come talk to me in my office. Sit down and let's talk about this. 
Let's talk about how we can make these changes. Let me understand your perspective. Let me understand your struggle. And what do we do? We go in there, we spill our guts, we expose all of our plans, we expose everything that is unjust, and our so-called ally, the person in power, is listening to us, jotting down the notes, thorough notes, listening to our plan, taking that plan, and devising an even stiffer plan to go against it. Once you have the enemy's plan of attack, you can make an even better plan that's rock solid. And that's what's happening. They try to comfort us with the buzz phrases. Like, I understand. This is wrong. Something needs to be done. Or I'm passionate about this issue. And we believe that they are truly an ally. And here's the here's the diabolical thing. We remain unaware just how sinister and how dark these bu- these common buzz phrases are. It, it's crazy, you know. What they're saying is, hey, thank you for the information. When we reveal how we truly feel thinking that they're ally. They're saying, hey, thank you for this information and I'm gonna ensure that this plan of yours never prevails. When the person of power states that the conditions are wrong and something needs to be done, they are truly saying that we have to put our boots on their necks just a little bit harder so they are afraid to continue to buck the system. We have to find a way to make this difficult for them. And finally, when the person says that they are passionate about the issue, they mean that they are passionate about maintaining order so they can continue to live in their comfort zone. And that's what it is. When you're dealing with someone who is deceptive, manipulative, and a person in power that is in tune with their own world, unable to see from other perspectives that remain in their narrow-minded mentality, this is what you're dealing with. You have to be able to recognize who you're dealing with. You have to be able to recognize who is your ally, who is your foe. And I know that it is difficult because we talked about it before with ambush predators. They are so smooth. They are so smooth. It's difficult and it's becoming even more difficult now because with social media, you can look on someone's page and you can think that you're looking them up. You can think that you're doing detective work and you can read their page. You can scour all their sayings and everything they've said over the past year and they can look perfect, but we don't know their heart until we know their heart. And that's what matters. Things are becoming increasingly more difficult to decipher. 
And once I once again, this is change for anything, anything that you want to change. This is the struggle that you may have to face more often than not. How many times have you ever went to someone in power and said, hey, you know what, I, this has been going on, I've been noticing this, and uh, we should probably change this procedure, and it would be more effective if we did it this way. Or maybe if we change this policy, this would uh, increase our revenue because it would uh, make our customers feel more welcome in our establishment. Or, you know, maybe you came with an idea of maybe we should change some of the management around because, you know, I'm noticing some trends with um, the way so-and-so manages and it's just having a negative impact on his team. Maybe we should we should look into this. How many times have you gone to a person of power with some sort of change and they said, you know what, let's let's do this. And it changed right away. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying it is a rarity. It is rare. And the main reason is because people are comfortable where they are. Nine times out of ten, it's probably not even personal. It may not be personal. But the fact that you want to disrupt their comfort zone makes them want to fight even more. Or maybe you're interfering with something that they want. Maybe they like the way it is because it gives them a sense of power. Whatever the reason may be, more often than not, we are faced with some resistance to change. Now, on the flip side, how many times have you ever came into work and you had policies that were changed out of nowhere and they you have a meeting and you have a long list of all these changes and procedures that you must do and it just happened literally overnight and you have to implement them ASAP right then on your shift. No warning, no nothing, no uh, steps to, on how to implement this. It's just do it. How many times have you had that happen? How many times were you asked about the process? How many times were you involved in that process of change? Think about that. And this is exactly where I'm coming from. Don't tell me that change cannot happen overnight. Do not try to convince me that change has to be some slow, long, winding road to progress. I'm not going to stand for that anymore. I'm not going to listen to that hogwash of an answer anymore. There are times where thoughtless banter has to cease and action needs to be taken, period. Being a voice for the voiceless, encouraging the underdog, and fearlessly fighting against unjust conditions is not just a passion of mine. It is who I am. So to the persons of power with your newfound passion that will eventually fade and you will retreat back to your comfort zone, your newfound passion is who I am and who I always will be. This is who I am.
This won't fade. I'm not changing. I'm not going to retreat back to my comfort zone because I can't. This is who I am. This is not a passion. This is not a hobby. And it's time to take action. It is time to stop sitting around waiting for someone else to change things for us. We've done that for centuries and centuries and centuries. Why do you think on the Site Beyond Site podcast, we say, be the fresh water that heals in a salty environment? We are being proactive. We are waking up constantly saying, you know what? We know that we are in a system. We are living in a lifestyle that doesn't promote change, that doesn't like change, that doesn't like to be uh, outside of their comfort zone. We know that we are walking into salty environments daily. We are proactively being the fresh water that heals in these salty environments, even though people are saying that we are foolish for doing it, even though people are saying that we should not be promoting these types of hopeful, encouraging changes in people's lives, even though people are saying that we shouldn't be attacking these hearts of people, the hearts of man, even though people are saying, you know what, people don't change. Your efforts are worthless. We are about taking action and we have to be proactive in how we approach all changes in our lives. We cannot just sit back and just hope that someone is going to do it for us. I'm not going to hope that my best friend changes his heart. I'm going to continue to be pro, be proactive and continue to be consistently the fresh water that heals in his life. That's how I'm looking at this. And that's how we have to continue to look at this. If you have a person in power that you're under that has the same mentality, man, I am happy for you. I am happy for you because that is a rare, rare occasion. But the majority of us, we have to face this change with a small group or maybe sometimes alone. Sometimes we have to take on the brunt of all these issues and the brunt of all the negativity. Sometimes we have to be the, end quote, martyr. But that's okay because we're prepared for it. Because if we remain two steps ahead of what the enemy is trying to do, we can accomplish change in our lives. And that's all that's going on. We have to stop settling for the crumbs. There comes a time where I'm go- we have to stop saying, hey, please just give us, I just want a slice. But, you know, a crumb is okay. Just give me what you can. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Just if if that's okay with you, I'm fine with the crumbs. I'm still starving and I'm still wanting this change, but this is good enough. This this satisfied my hunger pains for just a, 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 a little bit of time, you know. But hopefully you'll see my struggle and you'll see how hungry I am. And next time, maybe you'll give me the slice that I so desire. And then the next time comes and what do they give us? 
crumbs again. And what do we do? Oh, man, we're so thankful that you didn't even have to give us that. We're so thankful that you gave us the crumbs. We got to stop doing that. And forget that. I'm done asking for just a slice. I know I can make do with the slice. I know I can still make a bomb sandwich with just one slice of bread. I'm cre- I'm that creative. You give me two slices, man, that sandwich is going to be even better. But you know what? I'm done asking for two slices of bread. I'm asking for the whole loaf. Why not? Why can't we just ask for the whole loaf? And even that's not too much to ask. But man, for those that are getting their comfort zone disrupted, whew, we're asking for the whole bakery in their eyes. And then that's where you get all the negativity. Well, then I worked hard for my bakery. They're not getting a loaf of bread from me. For what? What have they done? I'm not giving out a slice. I earned all of this. They don't even deserve a slice. I don't even know what they're so upset about. They should be all right with that. I mean, they didn't have anything. And so the fact that we gave them crumbs, they should be happy about that. Boy, we start asking for those loaves. Whew. Prepare for war. Prepare for war because it's going to get nasty. It's going to get nasty. Asking for the whole loaf, but I don't even care. You know why? Because I'm armored up. And you know what? I am not afraid to walk this battle alone. But you know what? If I have freshwater warriors behind me, one, two, five, ten, twenty, a hundred, I know. I know we're going to be victorious and I know we're going to get the change that we so desire. And I know that it's all for the betterment of everyone because that's what we're asking for. We're not asking to be in power. We're not asking to be superior in any kind of way. We're not asking for that. We're just asking, hey, can we get the same thing that's available for everyone else? Can we make this whole situation equitable for everyone else? The same resources that other people have access to. Can we have access to those same resources, please? People act act like we're asking for Lamborghinis and mansions and all these other things and millions of dollars. No, we're asking for just the same resources. That's it. Or just a change to make things better for everyone. So you know what, Freshwater Warriors? Forget that. Let's start asking for the loaf. And let's make plenty of sandwiches for everyone. Because that's what we do. We're not asking for the loaf so we can eat all the bread on our own. We're thinking about, you know what, I can make a nice sandwich for myself. But you know, if I cut that in half, someone else can eat off of that. And I can make another nice sandwich. And I can cut that in half. And two more people can eat off of that. That's how this works. But people are so afraid of that. They're so afraid of that. We ain't settling for crumbs anymore. Do not settle for crumbs anymore. 
And when people try to tell you that progress and change takes time, it can't happen overnight, you just look at them and smile because you know truly what they are saying. You don't even have to say anything further. You just sit there and smile. And if you choose to say something, just say, hey, thank you and move on. There's no need to go any further with what's in your mind, what's in your heart. You don't need to discuss any plans on how to change. You just have to know that you're going to have to stand firm and promote this change on your own. You are going ha- you're going to have to take another route. And that's fine. It may be more difficult, but that's that's like with anything that we have to do anyway. So what's the difference? It was going to be 20 times more difficult if we would have exposed our plan, exposed our feelings and our thoughts. If we did that with the persons in power, it would have been 20 times more difficult. So why not just make it 10 times less difficult by smiling in their face and saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you because now I know that you are not an ally. Now I know your plans Now I know that you are not really trying to promote any kind of change. Thank you. That's one less thing off my plate. Now I know I don't need to depend on you. I can't depend on you. You know, in in times of adversity, sometimes, oftentimes, silence is your best weapon. It truly is. Do you know how afraid people are of silence? I don't know why. People are terrified of silence. But it is your biggest weapon. It is your biggest weapon when faced uh, directly with people that are not your ally. Now, when it's time to get after it, it's time to be vocal. It's time to take some action. And it's time to say, hey, enough is enough. There's nothing wrong with that. But Freshwater Warriors, we are no longer accepting crumbs. We cannot accept the crumbs anymore. We're not even taking a slice of the loaf anymore. We're not accepting that. We are going after the whole loaf. We don't need the whole bakery. If we had the whole bakery, that would be even better for everyone else. But you know what? That's at a different time, at a different place. But right now, we are going after the loaf. And with that loaf, we can feed so many more people. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's a beautiful thing that uh, a lot of people don't want to see for some ungodly reason. I have no clue. But those are the hardened hearts that we are talking about. And those are the hearts that we have to soften. And we soften those hearts by being consistent, by being encouraging, by being uplifting, by understanding that we're in the business of healing and not hurting. And by also understanding that we are the fresh water that heals in a salty environment. And I'm telling you, we're going to be all right. 
you freshwater warriors, I'll end with this. You guys are all in a place that is advantageous. And here's why. Every day you have to operate outside of your comfort zone. It's become the norm. The persons in power, they fight and fight and fight and fight to remain in their comfort zone and any sort of discomfort that comes their way, man, they don't know how to respond to that. They don't know how to react to that, but we do. We can operate at our optimum levels in discomfort or in our comfort zone. We have the advantage. Now we have to just stop giving the opposition our plans, our thoughts, our ideas, and we just have to move forward, banking that they will not help us out. This is something that we're just going to have to press for on our own. We're smart enough, we're crafty enough to devise a plan to promote change in a healthy way. And you know what? We are on the side that's going to win anyway because we are truly after the hardened heart to soften them. And that, my friend, is the good fight. So stay encouraged. Don't be discouraged. Do not settle for the crumbs. We're not settling for the slice anymore. We're going after the whole loaf. And then in due time, we will have the whole bakery and everyone will be able to eat and everyone will be on that path to love, peace, and joy. You guys, I've enjoyed my time with you and I I continue to love every last one of you. And I want you guys to stay encouraged. I know that things have been so hard on on people right now and all you freshwater warriors. So many people need you right now. So we have to stay strong in a world where we are being discouraged every day. We have to stay strong. And that is why we have to lean on each other. We have to tell our stories to each other. We have to tell our frustrations to each other. We cannot keep that in because if we keep that in, we're going to end up making some bad decisions and we're going to end up giving up on the good fight. And we don't want that because we want the freshwater warriors to grow as a team so we can soften up these hardened hearts. So stay encouraged. Know that you have a freshwater warrior to your left to your right not too far from you and this is worldwide we are doing some awesome things and we're going to keep growing once again i love you guys with all my heart stay encouraged and remember that we are in the business of healing and not hurting and to remember to be the freshwater that heals in a salty environment until we meet again my friends